Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, y'all, we want to welcome you back to another episode of the Field Note Fridays powered by Yamaha, and we got our man Josh Honeycutt on here again to talk deer hunting, whitetail activity report, and his neck of the woods. So, Josh, welcome back to the podcast, man. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, absolutely. I always love getting to talk deer with you. And so, you know, we talked earlier, right about the start of deer season, you know, things were kind of lackluster for, you know, lack of better terms, you know, we had acorns hitting the ground, hot weather, things just weren't right. And so now it's that first week of December, you know, first, first week and a half week, two weeks of December. So tell us, you know, give us a little update on what the deer are doing in your area, man, and how you're hunting them right now. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, you know, I live in Kentucky. That's where I hunt most um i also hunt in ohio and tennessee just about pretty much across those three states right now um it's obviously post rut there's a little bit of rutting activity going on in eastern tennessee um but but otherwise you know it's definitely post rut um you know if you're in areas where there are some you know higher doe populations maybe that buck to doe ratio is a little more skewed mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's one to three or one to four um biologically impossible to be worse than one to five but uh, despite a lot of the myths that you read out there but uh you know if, it, if it's not one to one one to two it's like one to three and a half one to four you might have some does that were missed it's, it's really a lot more uncommon for does to be missed than people think um but that it can happen uh, obviously now in some of the in areas with really good habitat you might to see start to see some doe fawns interesters for the first first time i think in in the midwest uh in really good crop country um you know about 50 percent uh, is kind of the peak the the highest percentage that will end up doing so uh, obviously if you're down in tennessee kentucky ohio it might be a lower percentage i'm not sure exactly where it is uh in those three states but but it's definitely going to be somewhere uh, under 50 percent. so that's a possibility uh, but now it's definitely the late season. We want to focus on those late uh, season bed to feed patterns, find the right best food, find the late season bedding areas that's going to be uh, tar- you know, targeted most by deer during the late season, which is going to be in colder climates, solar cover uh, and thermal cover. Uh, and then find, you know, areas that deer haven't been pressured because it's been a long season already. And so they're trying to find reprieve from that as well. Okay. Okay. Now back up just a second, touch on that solar cover and thermal cover that you're talking about there for a quick second explain that to the folks 
Yeah, so those are two different types of bedding cover that deer really, uh, in colder climates, again, if you're in the south, it's not going to be as necessary. Uh, even the mid-south, maybe not so much, but definitely up in Ohio where you kind of get into a little bit colder climates, more snow. Uh, solar cover and thermal cover are really going to be important for whitetails. Um, solar cover is is based on sunlight. Um, uh, it's basically south facing slopes, uh, south facing slopes receive more sunlight in winter. Um, and so, uh, deer are going to be more likely to bed, uh, even feed on those, especially early in the morning. They're trying to, to get those, that first rays of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, so our solar cover is really important for deer in colder climates. So is thermal cover. Um, it also offers, uh, uh, shelter from the elements, but it's in, in a different manner. Uh, these are generally stands of densely packed conifers, such as um, cedars, spruce, pines. These offer uh, more overhead shelter uh, from wind, from snow, from uh, rain. Um, and it's oftentimes even a few degrees warmer uh, in a dense stand of these evergreens versus hardwoods. So okay. uh, if you have a property that or public land that you're hunting find those areas that offer that solar and thermal cover uh and and, you know that's where deer are going to be more likely to frequent uh, during the late season if it's not already been pressured too much gotcha so out there in kentucky you know it sounds like your deer pretty much done running are you seeing any kind of secondary rut action or you know some of these does that are coming to heat late bucks are picking them up at all you seeing that or yeah, so there's a little bit of that going on. Um, one property I hunt, it's actually the same property that I shot my Kentucky buck on uh, uh, back on November 22nd. Um, it's a big, a lot of CRP. But I was taking another young hunter uh, who's never gotten a deer before, and I've been trying to help him get his first deer. And we actually cool. saw last Saturday uh, we were out there hunting, and we actually saw a bit one of our big mature bucks that was bedded down with a doe uh, ha- had her locked down, and that would have been, I think, it would have been on December. December the 3rd. So, um, yeah, so there's obviously some late rut activity going on. Uh, It was a mature doe uh, as well, Um, a fairly mature. It looked like it was probably a year and a half old doe. And sometimes those year and a half old does will come into estrus a little later than some of the more mature does. But, um, yeah, I I think you're obviously going to see some of that. Um, Obviously, doe fawns, uh, a percentage of those will start to enter estrus as well. Usually, though, uh, those doe fawns don't really, in my experience anyway, um, uh, don't start to really come into estrus until late December on into to January. So r- right now, I'd say for the next couple of weeks anyway, uh, if you do see any kind of rutting activity, it's probably going to be uh, uh, an adult doe that, that was missed during the first cycle. Okay. Okay. So let's talk to that guy that, you know, he's been struggling all season and he's finally getting another opportunity to go out here right before Christmas. You know, what kind of last minute advice do you have for him, you know, in regards to trying to bag that, you know, last minute target buck right now out in your area? Yeah, like we like I said before, it definitely focus on the best quality food. Deer are going to be hitting those food sources hard. But the, the big thing this time of year, especially if you're past gun seasons where you hunt and stuff like that, which most states are uh, either past that or in the midst of it. Definitely seek out places where deer weren't pressured as much. Um, I'm seeing that uh, both just driving down the road uh, because, I mean, I live on a road here where I, there's deer everywhere. And so, like, just driving down the road here, I can tell it's past gun season because the deer just aren't where the deer hunters are. And so a lot of the hunting on my road, you can see where these hunters are hunting from the road. Like I'd, I'd be, you know, during gun season would drive down the road and I would see hunter orange, you know, f- from the truck on, on the, on the county road here. Mm-hmm. And, 
I, you know, before gun season, I would see a lot of deer activity in those areas. Uh, and that's why the, 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 the gun hunters were there. But now I'm starting to see all the deer activity still during daylight, but nowhere near where those hunters were that I could see from the roads. Um, so it's just kind of a, a anecdotal, uh, you know, back of the napkin type example of how deer pr- hunting uh, uh, pressure can impact. I know that's a big Brian Murphy term, back of the napkin. So. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah. So I just uh, that's that's a shout out to to our good man there. Yep. But no, so it, it, it's just one of those things where I love to uh, to 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 look at stuff like that. But yeah, definitely pressure is impacting deer now. So find those pockets of of, of ground that deer feel secure. If you hunt like a couple hundred acres and say you've been focusing on a hundred acres of that. Maybe give those other 100 acres a shot. You might not think they're as good, but come late season, if deer haven't been getting pressured there, it might be exactly where they're at. So focus on those spots that have, have received less pressure. Uh, again, focus on uh, food. That's king now. Um, but I, I think one thing that definitely goes overlooked in this time of year is make sure your access routes are, are the best they've been yet because you don't have that visual cover um, that you've had throughout much of September, October, and even parts of November. Um, uh, there's there's very little shield cover uh, access, you know, screening uh, available now in, the ter- in, in terms of foliage. So you've got to get really creative on your entry routes, your exit routes, so that you're not uh, pressuring those deer even further. Because, I mean, a deer can see you coming from a thousand yards away uh, if it's open terrain and you're not using good access. Got it. Well, man, I know there's going to be somebody out there who definitely heeds your advice and goes out there and bags themselves a big buck. So, man, Josh, thank you again for hopping on the podcast with us today on Field Note Fridays, powered by Yamaha, to talk whitetail activity reports, man. Thank you. Uh, as always, it's fun. Heck yeah, man. Until the next time.
I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.